Martins are going to win it here. The shot clock just about even with the game clock. Here's a long three up and no good. Follow inside, grabbed by Tillman. They want the, their other bench player to get a three. Down to nine seconds. Now they're just going to run it out. And the Spartans, who only led by three and a half, are going to win a share of a Big Ten title and win it by 20, 81-61 over Illinois. Rocky said he just wanted to go the distance. Well, the Illini went half the distance. Went half the distance with Michigan State tonight. They were down just three at half, but Michigan State rolls. Hey, they're the better team. They win this one 81-61, and the Spartans claim a share of the Big Ten title. Welcome in, everybody. Scott Beatty alongside Matt McCumber and Michael Kaiser. We're bringing you the Fasteners Etc. postgame show in just a moment. But first, our rapid reaction, and it's brought to you by Stocks Office Furniture and Cozad Asset Management. Yeah, well, um, great first half. I'll, <laughs> I'll give them that. Um, I thought they played really well. It, it was a very good 20 minutes. Um, they looked under control out there. They looked poised. They kind of took a couple punches from Michigan State and um, made plays. And um, I thought the offense, again, had really good flow. Uh, Trent Frazier making shots. And um, you had Kipper uh, with seven and uh, Allstork with eight. So a little bit of everybody, even with the foul trouble with Laron, and he only played six minutes. And then we hit the second half, and it all fell apart again. So, Yeah, and uh, I've been saying this about every time I've been on this show, um, the scoring droughts. Every team has them, two or three minutes a game. Illinois has multiple scoring droughts a game. And to go the first six minutes and ten seconds without a field goal to start the second half against a team that has so many weapons, you just got you have no chance. You, you, you ended the game right there. If they would have found a way to get some offense in the first couple minutes there of the second half, could have been a tighter game, but it, it was once you went six minutes without, without a field goal, ball game. This team, Illinois team, showed tonight exactly what they are. The best and the worst of them came out again about what we've seen for many games, and Illinois falls to Michigan State 81-61. We want to hear from you. You can join us, Fasteners Etc. postgame show. The PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Tweet at us using hashtag PNC Bank Illini. We get going with you next. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of Newstalk 1400, and Light Rock 97.5, News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your hosts, Scott Beatty and Matt McCumber. 28-23, Michigan State by five. The Illini continue to counterpunch. Frazier, right corner, black for three. Yes. He's red hot, and he nails another one. Good find by Frazier to Laron Black. And Black with five quick points, and suddenly it's 28-26. Michigan State's lead is two. 
LaRon Black, your leading scorer tonight with 20 points. Hauled in a couple of rebounds as well. And the Illini, though, fall to Michigan State, 81-61 the final. The Illini 3-13 in conference play. I think they got a slot in the old Wednesday tournament day. And Big Ten play coming up next week uh, locked up. Yeah. But uh, could, be, could well be in the 12 or 13 game. We will see. Michigan State has a claim on a share of the Big Ten title. At least they have the fewest losses, though, in conference, so they could get the outright title. Welcome in, everybody. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. I'm Scott Beatty. He's Matt McCumber. He's Michael McKaiser. Wow, Michael McKaiser. <laughs> I'm just going to call you name. Matt McKaiser and just get it all together in one. I yeah, think it's on the a, dollar menu. <laughs> 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 nice. That's where I belong, the dollar uh, menu, for sure. Uh, on the Castle Heating and Cooling wow. text line, uh, 309 Texture says, Illinois is the stupidest basketball team I've seen this year. No basketball IQ. Stupid fouls, miss easy layups, can't guard their man, leave wide open three-point shots on defense. Just a terrible basketball team. There are, there are about four players worth keeping. Cut the rest of them. Let them leave. All right. Uh, 618. Uh, some six, accuracy there. Yeah, yeah. some accuracy. Seven, a 617 texter says, to postgame show hosts, the dramatic comments by broadcasters and coaches about one-day prep for games is getting old. In the good old days of Big Ten basketball, here we go. <laughs> the standard games were oh, on Thursday night and Saturday afternoon every week. There was a one-day prep every week. Thanks, David. All right, Matt, you've been through this life. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I'd say for now, though, with all the video that's out there, um, the expanded metrics, the analytics that go into scouting and the reports that they give to players, I, I think it's much more advanced than it probably was back back in the day. And I'm not taking anything away from that. I mean, there were one-day preps back back uh, ages ago but um, but you're saying it's not just about the physical recovery it's it, the preparation absolutely and it, it's trying to get your guys prepared and ready for the next game and giving them the best advantage possible to win and there is a lot that goes into it it's more than just trying to get your guys healthy well and not only that uh you're not this isn't just a one day prep for in between two games like this is one day prep right. Play a game, one, one day, day prep. prep. There's three games in five days here. Yeah. This I, is it's not just a Thursday, Saturday situation. This is a Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Then you get two days off. I looked at this last night, and I looked at every single Big Ten team. Illinois, by far, has the worst schedule in the Big Ten in terms of number of days in between games to finish the season. Oh, by the way, it started first five of seven I mean, on the road. On the road, yeah. And I, I've never seen that. It's Here's why it's a good thing, though. I'd rather have that this year. When the team's already not very good, mm. yeah. and you just get this versus a year where they're really competing for the top of the Big Ten, maybe that comes in a couple of years, and then you get thrown a really poor schedule, and then then you have a lot more to complain about. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and I think at the end of the day, it all evens out. You know, it might take a year or two, like you said, but um, anywhere I've coached, and I've been at five different institutions, I've never seen a schedule like this, and I think. They were at a disadvantage from the beginning. I'm not trying to make excuses at all. Um, they are a 3-13 and 13 basketball team with a lot of work to do, but um, I've never seen five of the first seven on the road. <laughs> Terry and Champagne asks, who do you both expect the most improvement from come next season? My gut, my knee-jerk reaction to answer that question is Mark Smith. I would hope, yeah, and I would think, too. You, you're supposed to make your – 
your biggest jump from your freshman to sophomore year. Um, and I would think he would be a great candidate for that because of he's shown flashes, but it's <laughs> he's got a lot to learn and a lot to pick up on. Um, but it's there. And, and I think another year in the system, more comfortability, um, more confidence, you could see him taking a nice leap. I would say um, I'm going to go with Trent Frazier. Even though he's had a great season, I see a lot more from him coming. I see a lot of improvement in decision-making. Uh, I see his shot-making get better. Now, he got to a horrible start, so his three-point shooting percentage isn't what it would be if he'd shot better at the beginning of the year. But I see him taking uh, steps forward to get even better and being an even more important player on this team next season, despite the fact he's had a great year. And I would like to say Kipper Nichols – uh, can be more consistent because if he yeah. can be more consistent, I think he can be a really important role player for this team. Yeah, and the, I think the team could go to a different level w- with him as more consistent. Three five six nine three nine seven. That's the PNC Bank fan line, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. Let's find out what else is going on around the world of college basketball tonight. Michael Kaiser has a look at our body and soul scoreboard. Well, it's a quiet nine of the Big Ten, only three games, one going on right now. Indiana leads at Nebraska 26-25 late in the first half, just under 19 seconds to go. Of course, you know the final of this one, 81-61. Michigan State took down Illinois. Michigan State ranked number two in the country. And number 16, Ohio State got off a little skid, lost a couple games in a row, uh, won 79-52 over Rutgers. Rutgers, of course, the Illini's next opponent. Top 25, Rhode Island won 95-93 over LaSalle. Rhode Island ranked 18th in the country. And West Virginia won 71-60 after losing just the other day, 21, ranked 21st in the country. So West Virginia took, takes down Baylor tonight. And some NBA scores, not a lot going on in the NBA either. None of those games are actually in action right now. They're all late uh, coming up. Actually, those games are not – those are later this week, actually. Those are Thursday. I forgot about that. Thursday, And then a uh, big high school game in the area tonight. Champaign Central Maroons taking on Normal West. West ahead 62-55 at last. Check was about three minutes ago. That game is nearing the end. Normal West uh, looking to take down the Central Maroons who had a chance to get involved in the Big 12 championship. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Body and Soul Sports. Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Got more texts to get to. I think we can get into a conversation about the fouls and the officiating, and I'm be interested to hear your take on that. We want to hear your calls as well. Got one lined up when we come back. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. The Seal drives to the right corner. Looking for Nichols, who gets the man-to-man, bounce pass Frazier, open for three out top, and he knocked it down. Trent Frazier with his first bucket, he has the three, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a one-point game at the Breslin Center. That was back in the first half, 14 points for Trent Frazier, had three boards, five assists, three turnovers. Illinois in the turnover category, by the way, this is not a typo, five, just five turnovers, Six, uh, 17 made shots, 13 assists on 17 made shots. Boy, you look at those categories alone, you think Illinois probably had themselves a good night. But they fall 81 to 61. Welcome back, everybody. We go to the phones. Jerry waiting in Mattoon. Hi, Jerry. Hello there. Hey. My question is, 
Michael Finky in the doghouse? No, he has a concussion. Because this is the fourth game that he's missed, supposedly under concussion protocol. Football players aren't out this long. Depends on the. I mean, it's that's all medical. I mean, these days they're so much more cautious, and there's so many more things they know about it. So I, I'm going to give that whole thing a benefit of the doubt. I think Michael Finky's just under con- concussion protocol. He traveled with the team, something he couldn't do before. So. Hopefully he is back for his sake, and I would love to see him have a good finish to the year. All right, Brian in Nebraska texts, nice first half. Not much else to say about our play. I do want to say, though, I hope Izzo gets nailed to the wall and forced out over the recent scandals. (laughs) He's such a whiny, petulant little man, always crying to the refs. Well, it worked. took about four minutes to get into the bonus in the second half. Barf. All right, but here's my thing. This happens all the time, and at some point, when do you go, it's not the officials, it's got to be the Illini and how they're playing? Because I think there's there's so many fouls where you could go, well, is that, you know, is that ticky-tack? Could have yeah. that gone either way? And I think there's a lot of time. But part of the Illini can't afford any fouls, so even when they're in the gray area and they get one called. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there were a couple that were a little ticky-tack at the beginning, but uh, especially on the one where it was the defensive rebound, I thought that was pretty bad. But other than that, I think the majority of the time the line I bring it on themselves. It's it, today's game. You put two hands out front on a defender. You are going to get called ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You're out on an island. The, the ref can see it, and you just can't do it. And all, all Stork does it all the time, and sometimes even seventy five feet from the basket. And then the other guard, Tijon and Frazier, do as well. Um, but it's. You know, it's the nature of how Brad Underwood wants to play, but they have to learn to play without fouling, and that's just going to come with time. But uh, I don't know what else to say other than that. Well, and then you know, 22 total fouls tonight. Uh, the Indiana game last week, there was like 47 total fouls. There was 42 between the two teams tonight. And uh, it's just bad defense to have that many fouls. I mean, it's just, you know, Michigan State shot 26 free throws and only shot 28, so it's it's pretty equal there. And but it's just there are too many fouls. When you're getting 40, 45, and 50 fouls a game, we saw what happened with the DePaul game where there's almost 60 fouls in that game total between the two teams. You just got to figure out a way. And I've been saying this for several weeks now, as have other people, that I just don't know if these guys. Brad said the other day he's playing more pack line defense now and not playing what he wants to play defensively. Yeah. But I I just don't know if there are guys on this team could play defense the way he together, wants to. Yeah, the way yeah. he wants to, and together, like you know, Mark Mark Allstork's a good perimeter defender, but they just have no post defense and that not enough players on the perimeter who can play defense, and that just. It's just constant fouls. Fouls were pretty even tonight. 20 called on Michigan State, 22 called on the Illini, 28 free throws shot by Illinois compared to 26 from Michigan State. So the Illini got 20 or two more free throws for what that's all worth. And both teams shot free throws pretty well. Um, so looking at that stat, it, it, the Illini just got into the got Michigan State into the bonus quicker, and it was all part of that scoring drought. Uh, Brian in Champaign texts, love watching Brad Underwood go full Bobby Knight in the huddle after our first four-minute disappearance in the second half. You know, they they had him mic'd up for one of the TV timeouts that I thought. I don't I know how much had to turn, use that. I just turned, <laughs> turned it up like, he, you know, how much restraint is he using? Because uh, I, th- I think it was sanitized a little bit. Uh, he must have known the yeah. mic was there. <laughs> oh, he read them the full riot act for that one timeout, which, which I mean – 
I, Fran Fraschilla said during the broadcast, you know, I, it's good for a coach to do that maybe a couple times a year, and that was one of the times. I'm sure it's probably happened more than a couple. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think it was warranted at that point just because they were. They were sleepwalking through the first or second, the start of the second half, and, um, you know, hopefully you try to wake them up. Let's bring you tonight's Beyond the Expected play from Pekin Insurance. A couple of candidates from the first half, and I'm going to go with the final bucket of the first half because it encapsulated a really good first half for Illinois all in all. Frazier out near midcourt. 11 to shoot, drives. Frazier off balance, kicks a deep. Boykvadeen for the layup, and it's good. Six seconds for the half. 38-35 Michigan State. Down to two, one, McQuaid from midcourt. Missed it, and the Illini with only a handful of minutes from LaRon Black head up the tunnel, trailing by only three. Peak at Insurance, beyond the expected play for beyond the expected coverage and service, contact an independent Peak and Insurance agent today. Visit PeakinInsurance.com. More with your calls and texts in a moment. 42-35 Spartans. Two minutes almost deep into the second half. Here's a touch pass. Inside to Schilling, who slammed it in on a good feed by Langford. Gavin Schilling, the senior out of Chicago, in his last game at the Breslin, 44-35 Michigan State. Scott, Matt, and Mike here with you. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Illinois falls to Michigan State, 81-61. to You know, I've never called you Mike before, and I just did that. You did, yeah. But other people call you Mike. Uh, some do, yeah. My mom is not a big fan of Mike, so that's why I go by Michael. She's... She told me many, many, many years ago, if I wanted to call you Mike, I would have called you Mike. So what about you? Do you go by Matthew? No, Matt. Matt's fine. Is Matthew your full name? Or is yes. It? Okay, most of the time it is. Does yeah. anybody call you Matthew, like when you're in trouble only kind of thing? or Maybe just my parents, but that would probably have been it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever you want to call us, you can do so on the PNC Bank phone line, 356-9397. And the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. By the way, we are... Uh, uh, trying out Facebook Live again tonight, where you can find us News Talk fourteen hundred WDWS, and uh, I'm not dressed for the occasion. You, you can uh, <laughs> you can tune. Yeah, you're off camera on for a reason. This is a single cam show, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see positives from tonight. You know, I mean, at the mm. end of the day, and I know Brad Underwood was frustrated as uh, as how the Illini played in the second half, but this is about what you thought would happen at the end of it. Michigan State was going to win at home by 20. Yeah, and, and I thought Michigan State came out a little uh, sluggish just because, you know, it's they're trying to go for uh, at least a share of the Big Ten title, and I think they're a little amped up, and I think the Illini kind of took advantage of that a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, the 13-to-5 assist-to-turnover ratio is great to see. That's, that's a positive for me for a relatively young team, especially on the road against number two. Um other than that, you know, I I liked, again, their effort, but then it's just not enough to sustain which Coach Underwood keeps talking about. I think Illinois matches up better, if you want to call that in shades of relativity here, better against Michigan State than they will against Purdue. Oh, I think yeah. Purdue, I, I think Purdue is going to be a throttling compared per- to Michigan State. And then there's a couple of reasons that I, I would agree with that. Whether it's going to be a throttling or not, who knows, because Purdue, uh, Vincent Edwards yeah. had an ankle injury, so if he doesn't play, yeah, that hurts them. That. Yeah. But Illinois has absolutely no answer. Illinois has not played a mountain of a man like oh. Isaac Hawes this year. They just yeah. flat out have not. 
Uh, that guy is... And look, and there's few that do. Well, right. yeah. But he is massive. And then you've got Harms as well, who's big. And then if Vincent Edwards is anywhere near healthy, you've got a lot of shooting. Also, Dakota Mathias. They have a lot of guys who can shoot the three. It's not just one. And there are several guys on the wing who could shoot the three. Then you've got Isaac Haas on the inside. And Illinois just can... They have no answer on the defensive end. Now, Leron Black can pull, pull Hans and Harms away from the basket, which yeah. could help the rebounding. Because Leron, it's not going to... He's not going to win that battle no. at the rim. He's going to have unless he can make a lot of moves and get away from Haas because Haas is going to shove it back at him because he's a big, big guy. I mean, I, I can't say that enough. Uh, but I think that could help with the, on the offensive end. If Laurent pulls him out a little bit, that could help with Illinois getting rebounds. Otherwise, it could be a long night. Now, I will say that not that long ago, Illinois just throttled Purdue at home when Purdue was expected to win pretty easily. Um, now that team was better. It was a couple of years ago. Um, Purdue, the really good team. They've been struggling of late, but got that win to kind of end their losing streak. You know, if you want to gauge things by interaction that we have on this show, you know, you guys hosted post game show on Sunday, and there was a lot of calls, mm-hmm. a lot of texts. Yeah. I think people are hungry for something to cheer about with Illini, with this Illini basketball team, and I think maybe it shows that. That was a good win, solid win for them on Sunday. And tonight was about, at the end of the day, what you expected. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated yeah. that you didn't execute some things, that you didn't see Illinois do better in the second half after a, a strong first half. But, all right, this was supposed to be a loss. And Purdue, I mean, if you win that game, great. A house if, money, yeah. yeah I if mean. you lose it, oh, well. But to get that win against Nebraska, I think, was kind of a good feeling. And I want to I bring that all up because look at this. Let's assume the Illini get into the 12-13 game, which would be a 4-30 tip Mm -hmm. on Wednesday next week. Right now, the number five team in conference is Nebraska. Nebraska. They're playing right now, but it's Nebraska. That's a good matchup for Illinois. That's a good matchup. Illinois should have beaten them twice. Twice, right. Yeah. So that's who you would face if you get past the 12-13 game, which is going to be – I mean, you would – what I don't know, play Rutgers in there Rutgers or right or now? Iowa. Yeah, I don't know who, who owns the tiebreaker between those two. Yeah, that's I have true. no idea. No idea. But <laughs> both winnable games, obviously. So then, if you get matched up with Nebraska, that's a good matchup for you. Suddenly, you could find yourself winning two games in the Big Ten tournament, and that's just not a bad way to end what's otherwise been a really hard season. Now, a couple of years ago, when Illinois did something similar, made it to Friday. I mean, they got yeah beat by Purdue pretty bad. They have your daughter was born actually. Yeah, the day yeah. Illinois got beat by Purdue. <laughs> yeah, you called me at five a.m. and uh, said, "Hey, it's go time." Yeah. It could be like four or something actually. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, great! I thought I could just sleep in today." Thanks, Scott. <laughs> I was being very selfish. Anyway, <laughs> I really didn't care. <laughs> I, I actually didn't say that. I, he's like, oh, he's like, he literally said, "I'm sorry, dude, but uh, I might have my baby." I said, "Did you seriously just say sorry? Get off the phone, dude." <laughs> could tell you know you're like hello well yeah because i was asleep i'm sorry to wake you up but uh i was more sorry about waking you up i was ready all week for that phone call so it was fine but anyway illinois has done that before they made it to friday and even though purdue won that game by about 30 fans felt a lot better going into the offseason than they did the previous season where illinois got throttled by alabama and the nit for a team that didn't have a coach yeah and so Winning some games to end the season, winning Sunday, maybe winning this coming Sunday, winning a couple of games of the Big Ten tournament feels a lot better than it did a week ago. Hey, if even that if, happens. And even if Indiana vaults up to the five spot, that's a team that you can play with. Right. You've already shown you can beat them, but they would probably have some confidence coming into that game knowing that, hey, you know, we, we were able to beat them earlier. And, I, again, I, anything – 
can happen in these postseason tournaments. You just never know. And, uh, you know, you they could get in, win a couple games, get a little hot, and uh, finish strong, like you said. Branton Belleville texts, hey, or yay, we lost by 20, and I totally forgot about the game tonight. Spared me a lot of anger by not watching it. But <laughs> see, Brent, you didn't forget about the Fasters, et cetera, post-game show. So <laughs> it's all good. We're glad you're here. You remember the most important part, right? Exactly. It's right. Here are the three of us do whatever we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rambling on about Scott's baby. <laughs> Join us. You can. You don't have to talk babies. 356-9397 PNC Bank phone line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. We've got our keys to the game when we come back. It's the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line. 217 217- 356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 Well, we missed, uh, we missed eight layups the first half and uh, uh, really felt like we should have been up 6, 8, 10 right there and, and uh, had great control of the game. We survived LeRon out of the game. Then uh, it was the first four minutes. Same thing that happened in the game in Champaign, uh, they turn it up, and uh, we ran horrible offense. We ran uh, not not bad offense. We ran atrocious offense. And <laughs> Brad Underwood summing up this game tonight. I asked him earlier this week as Illinois loses here to Michigan State, eighty-one sixty-one. I asked him. I said, "Are teams making adjustments?" And that's just throwing everything off. And he was emphatic. No, it's us stopping. We don't do what we can ourselves, do ourselves. Basically, yeah. Do you guys see it that way? I, I mean, th- th- it's coming out of the locker room. It's like, what adjustments are going on that maybe it's just they can't handle it? Yeah, I mean, I, I see it tonight when, you know, they go with the drought and they don't get it to Laurent Black. They Again, what we've had problems with is they they shoot some bad shots. Uh, the other team usually gets a three, gets the free throw line, gets a couple points, come back down, it's maybe a turnover. It, it's not good offense, like you just said. They, they don't go through the protocol of making their hard cuts. They're kind of just out there with the flow, and they don't get it to the guy that has been the most consistent throughout the whole season. And it's, the, it's the easy way out to say that um, Illinois' opponent is playing better defense and without actually watching the tape. And like Michigan State against Northwestern on Saturday, oh, Michigan State really tightened up the defense. Well, Northwestern also took a ton of bad shots. And when you run bad offense, you're going to take bad shots. You're not going to get good shots. And I feel like Illinois, when they run the offense, as the coaches have said this year and others, and you know Doug and Deal have said, there's no answer for it. There's no defensive answer when the offense is run properly and Illinois is not running it properly. No defense is going to hold Illinois to a six-minute drought. Illinois does that to themselves. And, again, it's got next season, I hope we don't see so much of this. All right, we go out to Norfolk. Simeon's on the line. Hey, Simeon. Hey, I wanted to call and tell you guys I'm thinking about you. I uh, missed the game tonight. I had a church event that I was attending. So I missed it, and I was just listening to kind of get a feel for what happened tonight. Um, I'm – I'm hopeful for uh, next year, and uh, this will give the guys a, uh, another year in the, the system. Hopefully, they'll work real hard over the uh, over the off season, and then with a couple good additions, um, I, I've been listening to you guys uh, over this season, and you're saying it might be tough for us to get a big guy, but if we can get some uh, some um, some other additions, maybe some six 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 eight something like that. 
um, I think we can be very competitive and hopefully make uh, the tournament next year. What do you guys think about that? Big guy is my concern is that this team will could improve. All the players that are coming back could improve immensely, and it could be all for nothing because there's not going to be an interior presence enough. LeRon's not enough. We, he's all, I mean, that's already been proven game in and game out. He he dropped twenty tonight. It's not enough. You need something else. You need something else. Yeah, I mean, I, I would totally agree with that, and just the fact of a rim protector. I, I don't necessarily need some guy that's going to come in and score 15 16 points a game but somebody that can play defense to where when teams do back cut the Illini there's somebody there waiting at the rim and making it hard for the opponent to score and we haven't had enough of that throughout the season they're just layups and dunks is Ebo somebody that can blossom into I, like I think that, another can. Nana the, with the way he plays with Nana. the energy he plays his long arms he is fairly athletic, can jump. He could blossom into somebody like that. I, I would not give up on him and uh, think that you know that would be his bread and butter versus offensive efficiency. Yeah, his hands aren't very good. Evo's hands just aren't very good, and he looks because he's awkward. a soccer player. Yeah, he yeah. looks he was never supposed to use him. <laughs> True, a, unless you're a goalie. Um, he looks really awkward uh, on the offensive end at times, catching passes. He scored right before the half. Um, he did block a shot tonight. Uh, I think if Ebo is going to blossom, it might take until about his junior year. So yeah. I just don't think he can help much much next season. Maybe Austin Trice, but he's a JUCO. He can't shoot very well either, mm-hmm. but he can rebound. He's a rebounding machine. He's got a lot of energy, and he's athletic. And that Illinois has none of that in the paint right now. What if, what if we hit our threes? <laughs> yeah, what if we hit layups? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we hit dunks? Layups we too. missed a dunk tonight, Simeon. <laughs> Two of them. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Hey, Simi, well, I, I missed it. Yeah. So anyway, you're at a better event than what and than your couch. Trust me. <laughs> hey, hey, appreciate you thinking of us, Simeon. Glad you're doing other good things out there. Okay. All right, you guys have a good night. You, you too. too. All right, if you go, if you got Simeon, then you got to have Steve, and Steve's up now in Peoria. Hey, Steve. What's up there, three amigos? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? Prayers for me tonight. Now you got me following Simeon, but uh, hey, once again he he comes with some strong stuff. Um, we, we've talked, you know. Yeah, we we need we need uh, inside presence. Uh, uh, someone who, when the other team comes down the lane, they might get the stuff thrown back in their face. Uh, and and I think we need we need a shooter, somebody who could just knock down shots anywhere on the floor. I think we if we can fill those two spots with those type of players, we're going to be in good shape next year. All right, guys, entertaining first half. I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, I mentioned this before. It's kind of like do we do we have to uh, stop for halftime? Let's just keep playing mm-hmm. because it seems to kind of mess us up a little bit. And I was afraid what was going to happen, and, you know, well, we saw it. Okay. All right, guys, now I've got some investigative work for you guys to do in Champagne. Okay. Now, I can only do what I can in Peoria, but I'm, I'm going to give you what I uh, what what I know. Um, you guys probably listened to the game tonight. You know, Fran Fratilla. He mentioned that we have possibly two fifth year seniors next year, and I, I'm sure he's talking about uh, LaRon and Michael Finke. I was talking to a gentleman I know who's uh, an assistant coach on one of the high school teams here, and he said that um, he uh, was talked to someone after uh, his team played Champagne Central, okay, and uh, they told him that um, 
Mr. Finky, uh, I, I don't know, Jeff, is it Jeff Finky, the coach yeah. of Champaign Central? Mm-hmm. He might be uh, stepping down from the coaching, and, and he said because he wants to uh, see his sons play together next year. <laughs> and I'm like, what, play together next year? Well, the young Finky's not coming to Illinois, so is Michael going to Grand Canyon? Something I heard, you yeah. know, you guys might know more. I can't, you know, I say anything. Okay. And then from all three of you, I want to know what do you think about if Michigan State uh, has a good chance of being in the Final Four. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it, Steve. He's from Peoria. You, Steve, that's a – I mean, that's something we've heard already. I mean, it's just been running around as the rumor, and that's, and that's all I know it as. Is It's just a rumor. I yeah. – I, I heard that same thing a couple of days ago, and whether it's accurate or not, I don't know. It's a nice thought. Uh, I'm sure the two brothers have talked about playing together. The other brother is at West Point, I believe. Yeah. Um, Nick. Nick, yeah. I'm sure they've talked about that. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. And it, I think speculate on any transfers at this point. We all have ones in our mind that we think might leave, but we none of us have any information. Uh, I think – Part of me is anxious for the season to get over if he, uh, several weeks. This is going to take several weeks after the season goes by before we start learning who's leaving. Like the football players, I mean, it took weeks for it to reach the number that it reached, the number of transfers the Illini football team had. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, does Dan Marley need Michael Finke? Um, we'll see. You know, I, and I, Thunder I, Dan. I can't – yeah, I'm, you know, I'm with you too. It's just – you know, Jeff Finke is very open with the media, and he's been, but he's also does a great job of protecting his family here in yes, town because he, he gets does. all kinds of questions all the time, and so that's to to his credit. And you know, uh, he, you know, he's a family first guy. So just from where I'm sitting, I would think that'd be I would hate to see Michael Finke go because he's just a, a great guy, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of people that kind of rag on him. You know, want to see him be more productive. I understand that. Um, but I also think it would be a nice thing. I, I could see that just being really nice for the family. I think something's cooking out there in Grand Canyon. I could see Michael Finky fitting in that system. They all have a good relationship with Dan Marley. Uh, how cool is it to play with your brother on the same court and you only have one place to go or two places to go as a family now to try and see your kids play? And your kids are out of high school, and that might have been might have been one of the things that Jeff wanted to do. I have no idea. It, it certainly... There's logic to it. It's not a big leap to see if that happens. No. But I could also see uh, see it not happening. You know, Michael has been committed to the University of Illinois, works hard. You could see him on the sideline tonight. Anytime anything good happened, he was pumping his fist and rallying the guys. Uh, I, You know, he, he's been a great contributor here at Illinois, whether or not you've liked what you've seen on the court. Texter here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line says, other than not being able to make – uh, jump shots and layups, not defending the rim, not rebounding. These are pretty good basketball players. Six one eight texture. Yeah, there is an element to it which just the line. I have to step up the talent. Uh, you hate to say that about you know certain guys, but there's that's just a reality. There's just a talent gap right now between the average talent what's on the floor for Illinois, and the average talent for what's on the upper half of the Big Ten. Especially you look at even like Penn State. You know, uh, that's a yeah. really talented team. I'll take that starting no five depth. right now. Right now. And it is reality. They have to upgrade the athleticism. They've got to upgrade the shooting. They've got to upgrade defense, rim protector. Um, 
you know, a lot of things that will be discussed, I'm sure, here in the offseason. I know they're going hard after recruits and um, four and five stars and trying to, you know, figure it out. But um, it it just doesn't happen. You know, the, these guys are just not gifted to you. <laughs> you actually got to go and uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, recruit them and hopefully give them gifts. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think there will be some changeover within the roster. And I think we all expect it. Uh, Steve also asked about Michigan State's uh, chances to make a deep run. Gut reaction is to me. They've been a little too up and down. They're playing their uh, best basketball overall right now. So right, right now, to me, they feel like, yeah, I could see them making the Elite Eight Final Four. And then it's all up, you know, whatever happens from there. Uh, I, I'd say the first half against Northwestern, the first half today, they would lose in the first round maybe of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, I just I, Those two halves are not good, um, especially Northwestern. You're down 27 to a Northwestern team playing without Bryant McIntosh. Yeah, uh, that was one of the worst halves of basketball I've ever seen. Now, the second half – was Northwestern decided to go home and let Michigan State, you know, to score at will. Um, but I would say they, they have struggled to be consistent in a lot of games this year. Rutgers, if Rutgers makes a shot in the inner regulation, Rutgers wins, wins at Michigan State, yeah. and Rutgers isn't very good. So Michigan State, it depends what team shows up, and you got to win four games to get there. I don't know. I don't know when the last time they put four solid games together. You can't have a bad half in the NCAA tournament and expect to win. Purdue, I, I, you know, I, I think both teams could make a Final Four. I, I would agree. I think they have the pieces. I think they have the players. I think they have the athleticism, especially Michigan State over uh, Purdue. But I, I think Purdue relies on maybe the three ball a little bit more, and there, are, <laughs> there's just times when when that three ball is not going to go down. You know, that's that's what happens in the tournament. It happens yeah. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Kansas has been uh, at fault at that throughout. You know, Bill Self's time there. It's just sometimes they run in a game they're just not shoot well. They don't win. They they've got the players, but um, you know, it takes a complete effort to the tournament. You got to be special. Michael Kaiser has a special scoreboard. Body Spe- and Soul Sports. It's special but short. Not a lot of action anywhere in the country tonight in the Big Ten. Just a couple of Big Ten games. One going on right now in the second half. Indiana leads Nebraska in Lincoln at Pinnacle Bank Arena, 41-37. Coming up on 13 minutes to play. Of course, Illinois lost to Michigan State, 81-61. And Ohio State got back in the win. Collin improved to 14-3 in the Big Ten. Ohio State needs help from Wisconsin to get a share of the Big Ten championship. Ohio State ranked 16th in the country, 79-52 winners over the next opponent for the Illini, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. The Illini will end the season at the rack for the second straight season. And please, God, don't let there be an ending like there was last year for the three to win the game. That, that was that was painful to watch. And then the other top 25 scores, just a couple of those. Number 18, Rhode Island won 95-93 on the road at LaSalle. And the number 21, West Virginia won at Baylor. 71 to 60 high school basketball normal west takes down champagne central here in town 76 64 danville has won the outright big 12 title due to the maroons loss and danville had to win tonight as well uh still a good season for the maroons and uh could be a lot of season left and they get a number one seed in their section as well which is the you know now i'm forgetting it's uh i think it finishes in decatur uh, but they'll start down in paris Mohammed Seymour hosts their regional. 
and is the number two seed. So I think both Muhammad and Central would, at least by the seedings, have a good path to make a good run. We'll see what happens. All right, Body and Soul Scoreboard, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Let's get to our keys to the game, and they're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and the Pella Windows Store. Uh, boy, I was, you know, usually you would say, well, you know, you got to take care of the basketball and and you have to have good passing and, and all that stuff. And I guess Illinois needed to improve in those categories, but the numbers are different. 13 assists on 17 made shots and just five turnovers for Illinois offensively tonight. They were even in fouls. Um, they were not so good in three-point shooting. They were not as good on the glass. Well, they went yeah. 17 of 52 from the field. Flip-flop that, that uh, make it 52-17. That's the Dallas Cowboys score over the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl in 1992, if, <laughs> if anybody you forgot would. that. I would do that because I'm a Cowboys fan sitting next to an Eagles fan <laughs> okay. over here. I almost hey. wore my Cowboys hoodie tonight, by the way. Super Bowl champs, all yeah. i got to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 17 of 52. is Calm down, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get a war. Eagles and Cowboys fans are going to fight in the hallway. Uh, 17 of 52 from the field is a big concern uh, for me because it's been an overall season thing, and they've got to get some shooting in the offseason. They've got to improve that. Tebby and Jones could potentially help that um, because if even, even if they found a post player, if their shooting continued to be the way it has been this season, it won't matter. It's not going to help. Yeah. It's, it's not going to make a difference. No. And for me, I think I saw a stat the Illini were 3 of 14 at the rim in the first half. Ugh. So it's learning how to take the contact and finish at the rim. And I, I hope that's a big emphasis throughout the entire, you know, off season is learning how to finish like a man, finish at the rim, get that contact. I don't know, you get some managers out there with some, you know, uh, the, the bags on them. Mm -hmm. And so they're hitting them and I'm sure they probably already do that, but you know, that it's just, it's a whole different ball game if they make their shots in the first half. They need you. Yeah, hey, well, I could it. I could go out there. And <laughs> I used to do that as a manager, so I know exactly what I need to the do. The Illini <laughs> had 19 misses tonight on layups or dunks. 19 oh. misses on layups or dunks. They go. missed 35 shots. So that means 19 of 35 missed shots came at, at the, the rim. rim. Now, yeah. so, somebody was talking to me on Twitter and said, hey, some of those were really contested layups. They were challenged, really challenged shots. But let's get half of those back. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a different ball game. It's a tie right. game. Right. And there was, <laughs> there was a couple times, yeah, they might have been challenged, but again, they go in there. I, Mark Smith did it once. I know T. John Lucas did it once. They throw it up, and it just does has no chance of going in. And they, they just hope and pray that it will, but that's when you jump stop, do a ball fake, try to get them in the air, and go yes. into them and create the foul instead of just hoping and praying that a ball goes in. Which avoids the scoring droughts. If you do what you just described there, you go to the free throw line, and you have multiple chances to score, even if you're not making field goals. Instead, you just get one free throw in the first four and a half minutes of the second half. The uh, stat sheet here says layups six for 23. Let that sink in. <sighs> Keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Brought to you, Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store, Country Fair Drive, or PellaFChampagne.com. I'm frustrated with the the silly fouls, and, and, and I thought at times we, we, we had – there were balls out there that maybe just bigger and stronger got. But I thought that, you know, the other night against Nebraska, we got some of the balls that uh, they came up with. And uh, 
but um, again, they've got uh, they've got two or three, four pros out there, and uh, uh, that showed tonight. Yeah, Michigan State's a good basketball team. They're decent. Jaron Jackson is going to the NBA. Well, yeah, but he's so long and so big. I he's like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, Togo like gadget arm. He was standing at the top of the key on Saturday when I was watching him. I, I just stood there and looked at him. I just stared at my TV because he didn't move forever because Northwestern was swarming him. I'm going, this guy's like 10 feet tall and he's really long, and it's just not fair. The, the play he had at the top of the key, he dribbled in oh. to the middle, spun, and took off from about the middle of the lane, dunked it, and one is left-handed, right? Yeah. For somebody that's 6'11", it just doesn't happen. You you can't defend that. No, no, no. He'll he'll be a top three pick, and I think he has a chance to be a really, really good pro. Lauren and I were talking about this in the pregame show. What's LeRon Black's future after this? Um, Ah, Yeah, Lauren asked me that question the other day, too. His problem is, for the league, he's... Undersize. I mean, he's undersized in college, so he's going to be. He would have to guard a three-man in the league, and he's not quick enough. And he's not quick enough. No. It's just not going to happen. Um, but you know, I I think there is a, a a really good chance he could have a long 10, 12 year career over overseas, and it's good money. It's a good lifestyle. You get to see the world, and um, you know, he keep working at it. You never know, though. Um, you know, there's guys that have. <laughs> been undersized that have made the league and his work ethic could get him there yeah I, he is he is already doing so many things that you like how do you do that how do you expect him so maybe he's one of those guys that just figures out how to win and compete i don't see him as an nba player but he's a he's turning into a really good college player yeah uh, he very solid he should be great free throw shooter he should yeah. be on one of the all big 10 teams he's probably not an all he's not a first teamer no, no. there's too many maybe, good players really good second players. or third yeah I, I think a third team all and the reason I say third team is because the line I haven't won they're three and 13 and that's usually what happens you win uh, on good teams <laughs> you get the accolades at the end and so I you know I see him as a third team though because he's been the most consistent he's been the Alana's MVP throughout the year I think it, you know with his footwork on defense we mentioned he's not quick enough I just don't think he'd have the footwork to stay in front of somebody yeah no and, chance uh, he doesn't have the the bulk to guard anybody in the post either but really the nba game is really nowhere close to a, a in the paint game it's a lot of shooting um i mean look at golden state they have absolutely no post presence and they've won two of the last three championships That's true a yeah. 309 texter asks us is black going back home to memphis to finish his career next year that's the first i've heard of that oh no, yeah that's not happening I, that's the first I've ever heard. He's, I think he's love. Uh, if he's unhappy, he sure as heck isn't showing. And he's he's play, when a player's unhappy, they're not going to play as well as he's been playing. I would. I mean, you've yeah. been a coach, Matt. Yeah. I, 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 you're around the players. You've talked to players. When they're unhappy, I, I don't see them performing this well. No, Laurent got in foul trouble tonight, right. but I don't see them performing this well. No, th- this would be a point in the season where somebody like that that's unhappy would mail it in. They. You you would just be able to tell by their body language and you know obviously I'm not there at practice so I don't I don't know but at least in games you know. you know what and as frustrating as this team has been I think by and large disagree with me here I think by and large this team has not mailed it in oh no uh, no way they go, no they're way. going frustrating droughts and you're like what are you doing out there 
at mm. times, but no. th- this is not uh, Wisconsin's the one game where they mailed it in from the start. Yeah, but this is not a team that has that Brad Underwood has lost. I no. think he's having trouble getting through to them. Yeah, but right. it's not like they've lost and they're just hung it up because the first half tonight showed you that. Yeah, and I I don't think Brad Underwood would let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it's going to go. But um, life's no. going to be too miserable for you if you do it. Yeah, um, it they have not mailed it in and. They they fight. They have some deficiencies, obviously, but um, I I've never felt like man they they're they're done. I think the biggest thing Brad's fighting is the losing culture of this program that has not made an NCAA tournament now five straight years. There's absolutely no way unless they pull off a Syracuse and win five games in five days in the conference tournament. Because Syracuse, I think, is the one in recent memory that has done that. Uh, Illinois doesn't have the talent. They don't have a Jerry McNamara on this team. No. Um, but. When you're fighting and losing culture and you're trying to change the culture and some of your key players, um, like LaRon Black and like Michael Finke, uh, are a big part of that. Uh, he hasn't played in four games. It's really hard to get guys mentally to believe that when something goes wrong, it's going to be okay. Like, we're going to get through that, that this moment in the game. We have a terrible stretch here for a few minutes, but it doesn't matter because we're still going to win this game. And they, I just don't think the guys that have been here for a while – have anywhere in that kind of mentality right now. Brad has openly talked about that early in the season and throughout the season. We wrap this one up when we come back. Trent left corner, Jordan for three. Too hard. Rebound, Jordan got it back. Cuts to the basket, flings it up wildly and missed it. Rebound, Michigan State. And now a steal by Allstore. Took it away from Bridges and lays it in at the other end. Boy, Allstork with the steal as Bridges was trying to be too cute. 42-35 Spartans. Two minutes almost deep into the second half. Here's a touch pass inside to Schilling, who slammed it in on a good feed by Langford. Gavin Schilling, the senior out of Chicago, in his last game at the Breslin. 44-35 Michigan State. Some of the good, some of the bad. It all ended in an Illinois loss tonight. 81-61 Michigan State over the Illini. Illinois 3-13 in the Big Ten, 13-16 overall. The Illini cannot finish at 500, by the way. This will be a losing season. Maybe. Barring a run. Oh, I forgot. You count your whole – okay, it'll be a losing regular season. Yeah, yeah. That would be a true statement. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you win the whole Big Ten tournament, though, you're going to finish with a loss. No NIT. No nothing. Michigan State with their best start in program history. That was hard to believe. I forgot. I, I would have thought they'd had a better run, but 27-3 and three overall for them. And for as up and down, and we talked about some of the inconsistencies, some of the vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. man, they they found a way to win. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You may, str- may struggle at times, but the difference in the NCAA tournament when you get to the second weekend and you start having those inconsistencies, you better hope the other team is not playing well too because otherwise you're done. I they mean, really show. Yeah. All right, let's get a final check of our Body and Soul scoreboard. Michael, get us a quick update, and then we'll look ahead to what's coming up. Yeah, again, uh, Champaign Central will start there. Uh, lost their chance to stay in the race for the Big 12 championship. Lost tonight to Normal West, 76-64. Francis Okoro leaves town with a victory over the, sh- the Champaign Central Maroons. Top 25 scores just a couple outside of the Big 10. Number 18, Rhode Island, 95-93, the winner over LaSalle. Number 21, West Virginia with a victory on the road at Baylor, 71-60. And Big Ten, one game right now. Nebraska now winning 47-44 over the Hoosiers, and Ohio State took down Rutgers 79-52. Coming up on our airwaves, tomorrow night on our AM side, Illinois women's basketball 
travels to Purdue. That's a 6 o'clock tip. And then the men host Purdue on Thursday night. 4.30 is game day coverage. And, uh, Michael, you'll do the honors there. I'll be with Illinois Baseball. Maybe if you actually get to leave town this time. It's looking better for the (laughs) weather. It's looking better. You know where I'm going, right? I don't talk to me. Don't even. If you say those two words for the name of that state, I will walk. It's out a of the beach. City. I'm gone. And See it you. rhymes with turtle. See <laughs> and uh, you and Matt, you guys I'm, both will get. Like do, you. We'll do the honors on. Uh, you'll do the honors for post game show. This after is the that. last time you guys are here, Scott, on post game show, <laughs> ever. No, a Big Ten tournament. <laughs> no, ever. No, seriously. Oh, ever. okay. You're done with me. You're you're yeah. disposing of me. Yes. Okay. There's right, witnesses. We're done here. There's audio witnesses. <laughs> Illinois baseball is in South <laughs> Carolina. Uh, near that beach uh, on Friday oh. at 3 o'clock against Coastal Carolina. you hear that on our AM side. Friday night, Michael, you and Tim have Matt Toon and Muhammad M&M's 7.30 for our final regular season high school broadcast of the year. Saturday, a pair of Illinois baseball games. Sunday, a trifecta, and uh, you just be watching and listening, uh, watching our social media channels and listening for how everything will come to you. But Illinois baseball at 10 o'clock against VCU. 12.30 game day for Illinois on the road against Rutgers for men's basketball. And then Illinois women's basketball senior day for their final regular season game is at 2 o'clock on Sunday. So a full weekend of Illinois sports and the whole thing this, this week coming your way. All right, guys, Illinois loses to Michigan State tonight. Not a big surprise mm-hmm. in the outcome. Final thoughts? Well, um, again, Great first half. They something to hang their hats on. I'm sure they'll uh, get back in the phone room and try to prepare for Purdue. I, I hope we have a good crowd uh, on Thursday night because I think they deserve it after the last home game. So we'll, we'll see from there. Yeah, I, I like the way that the Illini continue to battle back in the first half. Every time Michigan State put it out to 7 or 8, Illinois got it right back to just a couple of possessions. And Illinois continued to fight in the first half. Didn't play well to start the second half, and that ended the game. But when you're playing a team with that many weapons on the road, on senior night with a conference championship on the line, and you fight that hard in the first half, I'll take that. Unfortunately, even if Illinois didn't have the scoring drought in the second half, Illinois still doesn't have enough firepower to win at Michigan State right now. Thanks to Blake Landa behind the scenes. Ed Bond is our chief engineer, operations manager, Jim Lewis, general manager, Mike Hale. Thanks for your calls. Thanks for your texts. Most of all, thanks for your ears. We'll do it again on Thursday. Have a good night, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.